Welcome to Two and a Half Sportsmen, a sports comedy podcast hosted by Jordan Pomaville, Joel Anderson, and your sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Let's get it on. LeBron James Update Watch Update. LeBron James Update Watch Update. Brought to you by... All the things that LeBron James sponsors. Today. Today, today, today. In 2010, Tony and Carmelo Soprano tried to recruit free agent LeBron James to the Knicks. Whoa. Even with AJ? Meadow? Subheadline, Knicks owner James Dolan confirms his entire life is just a never-ending AJ storyline. Oh, the worst storylines. Uncle June? Ma! (laughs) So this one's a bit of a time capsule. Let me take you back to the year 2010. Flippers, flappers, and tin lizzies. There we go. Uh, No, uh, Katy Perry sizzled in California girls. Angry Birds was the hottest mobile game. And people still used mobile when referring to cell phones. Huh. LeBron James was a free agent for the first time. And Joel, you remember this. And Phil, maybe you remember this on the periphery. But for weeks, where LeBron was going was all sports fans could talk about. Yeah, and he took his talents to South Beach, right? Eventually, yes. But before that, and Joel Joel will remember this well, no matter what NBA team someone was a fan of, they had, with the help of like a blog or a message board, concocted a scenario in which the king would be coming to their team. Yeah. (laughs) Even even when it was utterly ridiculous. No, everyone had a theory on how it would work. I'm not saying it could work, but this if it did work, this is how it could happen. Um if you talk to a Bulls fan, he was coming to the Bulls. If you talk to a Cavs fan, he was staying in Cleveland. And if you talk to a Clippers fan, you you wasted an opportunity cuz you're supposed to catch them in a large net and make them grant <laughs> you three wishes before you let them go. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, that's... It's actually how Steve Ballmer got the team. Yeah. Good rule. Um, uh, but I legitimately remember... I just don't know where he found one. <laughs> yeah. I legitimately remember conversations with fans of many different teams who were all convinced of this, right, that it was going to happen for their team. And because of the Byzantine nature of NBA contracts, every single one of them could explain to me the cap hit, the sign-in trades, and mid-level exceptions until my eyes glaze it over. Yeah. Um, for me, and, that's usually really early in that conversation. Yeah, no, it's super complex. And, I don't you know, understand why the NBA hates trading as much it, as they do. It's to suppress wages, Joel. It's all yeah. Oh, right, <laughs> silly me. Why? <laughs> um, but then they, but then so fans would know that, and then they'd start with the emo, intangible reasons about why LeBron would be going to whatever city, right? Oh, right. Yeah. So New York, it was all media and marketing was the reason. Oh, yeah, because. You know, like they, it would ignore the fact that the internet exists now, and that this this was argument was predicated on he would make the most money in in New York, you know, because they have the most daily newspapers. Yeah, like, sure. Like that was the, that was the argument there. Like it didn't it didn't make it didn't make sense. Do you know um, how many different magazines there are just for the city? <laughs> uh, Cleveland, that that one was obvious. It was to stay close to home and win a win a championship for his hometown. Yeah. Uh, Chicago, this one always had something to do with Michael Jordan and mm-hmm. championships that didn't seem clear then and actually seems less clear now. Yep. Like, but I'm not joking. I talked to Bulls fans who were using the shadow of Jordan as like a selling point. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, this like, like, you know, 
Imagine, you know, uh, you're, you're LeBron James. You haven't necessarily had everyone compare you to Michael Jordan for your entire life. Oh, no, no. That's why he wants to go to the Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for Los Angeles, most people didn't feel a need to have a thought-out argument for Los Angeles. I guess it felt kind of obvious. And two free agencies later, that's kind of borne itself out. Yeah. Um, but he was courted by the Bulls, the Knicks, the Nets, the Donald Sterling-era Clippers, the mm. Miami Heat, and, of course... The Cavaliers. And now this is the NBA, so Joel and I know this, but Phil, LeBron was literally capped out at how much money teams could pay him. Okay? No matter where he went, he was going to get a max contract. So no one could step up and offer him more money than the other. Okay? So, so, you know, NBA, the only sport actually invented in America, uh, run by communists. And this was 2010. So the only way to differentiate yourself was by having a really good PowerPoint. Mm. I mean, so, that's still one of the only ways to differentiate yourself. So each team that wanted LeBron basically had to pitch themselves to him and his entourage. Oh, that's and, fun. And, and Phil, this was still during the run of HBO's entourage. Oh, oh remember that, that when uh, the guy from entourage was going to all the agencies and then... He just gave him the same pitch. That's when he fired his agent, Ari. Yeah. That was the end of season three? That sounds right. You can only imagine the toxic masculinity in these pitches and references to overrated L.A. restaurants. (laughs) But apparently... You've got to go to Spago's, LeBron. (laughs) You don't know what you're missing. So apparently part of the New York Knicks presentation was a 10-minute short film entitled... City of Winners. <laughs> now, that's a that's a dumb name. And if it sounds like Donald Trump named it, well, well he didn't. But he was in the video <laughs> along with buddy Robert De Niro. Hey, also, wow. Those two yeah. hate each other. Yeah, well, they, not at the time. They were just New Yorkers. Hey. Stopping in for a floppy slice. So they had a... Uh, that was too much Jerry Lewis. I'm sorry. Why blazing, blazing? But they had New York Nick Hall of Famers, Earl Monroe and Walt Frazier, and a slew of New York celebrities. And this was a professional effort. They had an Emmy-winning director, Jonathan Hawk, working on it. Spike oh Lee offered notes on the rough cut. And you got to think this was a tough <laughs> act for the Cleveland to follow after this. You know, the, theirs was just Drew Carey talking about how they got most of the needles out of the Cuyahoga. <laughs> um, I mean, I still wouldn't swim in it. For anything, but... <laughs> Most of the needles are gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Should you fall in accidentally, you will bleed less. Uh, but maybe the most interesting part of all this is there's the reappearance of Tony and Carmelo Soprano trying to persuade LeBron James to sign with the Knicks. Oh. Uh, but, they're, but they're a New Jersey family. Well, Edie Falco explained this all when she was on rapper Chuck D's new podcast that's all about the Knicks. <laughs> Quote, we got those requests all the time back then, and Jim Gandolfini, he did nothing. And somehow he agreed to do this thing, which I was shocked by. I thought it was a prank when someone said Jim's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to James Gandolfini's apartment to shoot the video, apparently still thinking this could be a put-on. <laughs> Quote, there he was, dressed as Tony. He must have been a bigger basketball fan than I realized. Wait, dressed as Tony? Tony just kind of dressed like James Gandolfini, right? 
I feel like that's that's a little unfair. Or, or do we assume that's how James Gandolfini dressed because that's his most iconic role? I think I mean, that you wore a lot of James like bowling shirts and wife beaters. You know? I feel like you're body shaming is what you're doing, Phil. No, yeah, what? I feel like you're saying that only, James Gandolfini can only wear certain things. When no. James Gandolfini went out when he was not in character, he would wear a string bikini and a mesh shirt. I would have a lot of respect for that. Actually, wait, wait yeah. that's that's straight out of that's straight out of the Johnny Cake storyline. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> anyway, in the Sopranos portion of the video, a bearded Tony is in the witness protection program. That's how they explain the beard. The premise of the bit is that Tony and Carm are friends of LeBron and are looking through real estate listings to help him find his own place in the city. <laughs> they ultimately settle. On a familiar address. What? Madison Square Garden. Ah. Okay. It's a cute vignette. And then the, the short film cuts to Woody Allen and Derek Jeter chugging what we now know is adrenochrome. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> um, we didn't know that at the time. We thought it was just a froyo. Uh, supposedly, LeBron laughed and enjoyed the scene. Or that's <laughs> that's what was relayed to the director. <laughs> well, um, what else are you going to say? <laughs> I so, want to sign with the New York Knicks, Phil. That was that was the goal. Well, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. So he he passed away a couple years later, so this is the last LeBron time. James? No, what? no, no. No, we're back on James Gandolfini. <laughs> yeah. Oh. This oh. is really this is really a Gandolfini update watch update. Yeah. Brought to okay. you by uh Uncle June's turkey legs. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be Uncle June. I knew it. <laughs> Uncle June is just like the most mob weird mobster name ever. It really is. Uncle Junior. Come on. (laughs) Uh, So, okay. Because the entire video was made literally to impress one person, none of this video or what was in the video was cleared by HBO or Sopranos creator David Chase. Oh, no. And, in fact, a reporter for The Athletic who wrote an article trying to track down this tape contacted a spokesperson for David Chase, who, by the way... Things are going pretty good for David Chase. He's got a spokesperson. Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> he said Chase would not talk to him for this story and did not answer if he believed it to be a continuation of the series. <laughs> Ooh, it might not be canon, that, huh? That's Well, he wouldn't say it. That's not a denial. That's true. Tony's alive, and he's a huge Knicks fan. He's a huge Knicks fan, but he's alive. <laughs> that sounds right. Uh, that was Doc's alive. He's in the old west, but he's alive. <laughs> oh Come no, uh, I got it. Yeah. Okay, cut that out. I'm sorry. So anyway, but but here's the thing: him and Karma are in witness protection in New yeah. York City, which seems like a terrible way place to hide a, a New Jersey mobster. I was gonna say yeah. it's the New York contingent that was going after Tony at the end of the series. Yeah. So Ar- think- arguably worse than just leaving him in Newark. So I think even even if he survived, hey, we were going to go whack point, Tony, and we were going to drive all the way over to Jersey to look for him. But then he was just there, fifth and twenty sixth. So if this was a continuation of the series, which again David Chase will not deny ooh, ooh, uh, or confirm, or confirm, he's dead. He's dead. They found. Yeah. Him. yeah. Um, yeah, he's no, he's murdered anyway. And we all know that LeBron took his talents to South Beach, mm-hmm. but but then had to double back over the causeway and, and got caught stuck in traffic because the team plays in Miami. You're <laughs> uh, um, uh, wondering about Miami's video. It was just an MTV spring break sizzle reel. 
You know, that's the most effective marketing tactic they could have had, though. It was yeah. 45 seconds. They would have just had a th- one three-way kiss, and he would have gone, yep. <laughs> How old was LeBron at the time? Like, he's like 24 uh, or something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah but was, MTV spring breaks are for all ages. <laughs> yeah, <you're>, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, the New York Knicks knew this could happen. They knew it. They have the fan base support of the Toronto Maple Leafs and the competence of their crosstown New York Mets. And so <laughs> they made alternative versions of the vehicle of the sorry, they made alternative versions of the video for other free agents that summer. Oh my god. <laughs> so uh so uh Phil, could you uh, do a do a James Gandolfini trying to persuade Armari Stoudemire? Amari. Oh. Look, I want you. Oh, I can't do a James. I don't have it. I don't have a James Gandolfini. You know what? You got caught in the throat, and it was perfect. It sounded more like him. That was great. Anyway, that's they, how he they, breathes. He breathes like he's always going to attack. Yeah, you're right. He's through it's the character the, choice. Yeah. Anyway, so they signed. Uh, they signed Amari Stoudemire to a five-year, a hundred million dollar deal, and he had two good years with them before kind of falling apart. But the, it, he wasn't like make a video to woo him good. Yeah, you know, in retrospect, but it, it does beg the question. Maybe Joel, a postcard, uh, Joel and Phil. It begs the question. Yeah, what television reunions would you like to see to persuade a free agent to sign with your favorite team? Let oh, us wow. know. In uh, the all all eighty characters from The Wire in one frame. <laughs> <laughs> trying trying to get what someone to sign with uh, the Ravens or the Orioles. I guess. Yeah, there was, we go. I was about to say, because obviously I'd like to see Cheers, but then it's like, well, that's not going to work for one of my favorite teams. I'm trying to think of the, I guess, I guess the one I'd want to see is the Detroiters. Right. Detroiters reunion. It'd be (laughs) Sam Richardson and Tim Robinson. Who it's been so long since you've seen the two of them together. Right. What about, what about, and this isn't my favorite team, but it's one of my favorite shows. If you got Belky and Coos and Larry. There we go. Coos and Larry, Appleton. And they're both also in witness protection. Sure. You know, trying to get someone to sign with the Cubs. Actually, now as I'm thinking about it, I'm guessing the whole reason why LeBron would have signed with the Miami Heat is because probably the Golden Girls were the ones making the pitch to him. Ooh, that would be great. Right? Betty White can do anything. That's our show. Email us at twoandahalfsportsmen at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at SportsmanPod or check out all of our episodes on any of those major podcast platforms.